DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weaved. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. Been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. Welcome to Not Another Podcast. I'm Sam. <laughs> See, I'm getting used to it now. I know yeah. she's going to hear it. Um, so it's, it's Danny, Sam, and I were waiting for Jim to join us. And, uh, I want to talk about something happening here in Portland. That's kind of a, uh, a big deal, at least to me. Uh, and that is the return of the Portland horror movie film festival. Yes. Movie and film kind of the same thing. Um, this year I was lucky enough to get a press pass. So I have watched, 10 of the short films. Now, um, this film fest has been going on a number of years. I'm sorry. I meant to do some research on it and look it up, but it's, it's uh, put together by this couple, the Callahans, and they get all these, these horror mil- movies from up and coming uh, filmmakers and they put them all together. Uh, and they're from like all over the world. Uh, I watched a movie that was from uh, Mexico this morning uh, there was another one from, um, I think I think that one might have. I think both of them were were Mexican filmmakers. Um, anyway, so I have a list here of the Are you movies. Checking it I twice. Uh, no, because <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. Watching once and calling it good. <laughs> so uh, I was really excited because the very first movie I watched was called Zombie Walk, and it was set Ooh. right here in Portland. And this movie was gorgeous. Uh, whoever put this together, um, and again, I probably should have done the research, but I didn't because I'm lazy and I've got a job. Um, but this movie was amazing. It was shot during pandemic and it was shot. Uh, Production value, man. Production pr- value. Primarily in downtown Portland, which was amazing because the shots they had, there was no one on the streets. Um, and if you know anything about downtown Portland, that's kind of a rare thing. Um, so I'll just, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you the, the little thing that I, uh, I wrote here. Uh, this is a pretty cute, take your zombie for a walk movie that as a Portlander, Portlander is largely focused on showing Portland during the, how it's changed because of the riots and the pandemic, uh, it felt to me like a love letter to Portland that just happened to have this guy taking his zombie for a walk. Got to take him out for walk, and he's he's going to do on the carpet. It was it was the zombie acted like a combination between like a three year old and a dog. <laughs> like right. the zombie wanted to go for a walk, he gets his owner to take him for a walk. There's a whole bit about you have to wear your mask. You have to look, you have to wear your mask. Um, but it it was amazing, it was cute, and it had this great moment with well, let's just call her a Karen. 
there are several. Of course, Karens would survive the apocalypse. What the fuck? Uh, and I had this problem with a couple of the movies that I watched. I would not call this a horror movie. Yes, it's got horror elements with the zombie and everything, but this was this was a really well done art film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. I, I it was fantastic. So uh, I will highly recommend if you get the chance to check out Zombie Walk, please do so. Uh, oh, yeah. The next movie I watched was called She Picked Me. And it's your classic girl survives crazy psycho killer in order to fill some self-prophecy that she is somehow better than psycho killers. So she kidnaps people to make them chase her as if they were a psycho killer or they will die. Validate my existence with scary. Again, a beautiful film that had me laughing my ass off at a few points. Uh, really well done. I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, the next film, this was the first uh, foreign film that I watched, and it was called Tinder Tango. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's done uh, mostly in Spanish, but there's a little bit of French and Italian in there. Um, and it's basically this girl who's clearly looking for love on Tinder and everyone she, that, that potentially matches her, she's just swiping left, swiping left, swiping left until she meets Santiago and she swipes right. And that's where things go horribly wrong. (laughs) What I took away from this film was always swipe left. Just keep swiping left. Oh, bro. Um, uh, I then watched a movie called Rose City Underground. It was it was weird, but it was really fun. Hey. Um, so the film starts with this guy tied up on the ground, and this girl is over him, and she's digging through her backpack, and he wakes up, and she gets all flustered, like, "Oh, you've you've woken up! <laughs> wow, that never happens. Um, this is awkward for a first date." <laughs> And it's just, it's this great banter back and forth. Um, and it, it, the, the premise of it is that she's serving some sort of God under the earth by sacrificing these guys. And this is the first one that woke up on her. So there's a lot of awkwardness with her. She's like, wow, I, um, I definitely awkward. upping the dosage on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that yeah, it was, right up it my was, alley. It was really good. Uh, really short. Self-life. Like, um, huh. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one I watched, uh, I I didn't like. Uh, it, it didn't make sense. The cuts were bad. Uh, it was called Diablo, but the basic premise is this, this gal gets sexually assaulted. By the way, most unbelievable sexual assault I've ever seen in a movie. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that it wasn't but it just it was i I didn't buy it compared to what (laughs) any other sexual assault i've seen in in a movie they they she was she didn't really fight she didn't even seem scared so just poor acting yeah just just really bad let's face it but it is kind of worth it at the end when he gets his comeuppance and they, you know, um, there is a Spoilers. moment. <laughs> there is a moment, Samantha, that I immediately thought of you. Oh, no. <laughs> and when you see the film, you'll know it. 
<laughs> oh no let's we'll talk about that next week then <laughs> oh, thank um, anytime somebody tries to use sexual assault in a horror movie it's like i don't know i guess for me it takes away so much of the story's value moving forward if you just try to use that as your bread and butter to make people uncomfortable if it's and- done well like uh i spit on your grave i was just gonna it was say that done amazingly well uh, teeth same thing it was done really really well more suggestive this, going. this was not done well at all yeah clearly well, I, this guy wanted to film a rape scene but had no idea how to do it well again it's again i always feel like that's low-hanging fruit for horror it's not scary it's not uncomfortable it's just like you do realize I'm trying to watch this to entertain myself, right? I don't find this entertaining. Again, if, if it's done well, if, if this, the scene is executed well, and it's acted well, it can be useful. So, but it's done so rarely well that, look, if you can't, if you can't beat the, the cringe of I spit on your grave, cut it out of your movie. Again, it's just I, not worth it because I, honestly, I, I like better when they're more suggestive at the scenario. So you kind of draw your own conclusions because you can figure out pretty fucking easy when something like that has happened. I like it more when a movie tells me in a shorter dose that, hey, this is a thing that happened. And this is why I feel this way about it. I care more about what's going to happen later than the actual event itself. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like for Storytelling wise, I appreciate it more when like you might have a flashback of the night that it happened leading up to the actual assault. Again, we can kind of paint our own pictures as to what goes down. And then after the fact, it's not that important. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't disagree with you, but for me, personally speaking, there there was something watching and I, I keep saying it because it's it's the best the best one i've i've seen uh but you take i spit on your grave and you you show that assault and you're really really wanting her to get her revenge and when she does you're fully behind her and and when she does the truly horrific things she does to those guys you're completely on board yeah you know and I don't know that if you don't show that scene, that you're as on that you're as invested in her revenge. Now, that's not saying that you can't do it, but for me, if you're if you're gonna do it, do it well. And again, if you're not gonna do it as well as that movie, just don't bother. Find another yeah. catalyst for it. And there, there is um, a fine line between, like what Danny was saying, um, putting a scene like that in mm-hmm. just for the sake of making people uncomfortable yes. Yes. or using it as part of the story. Because those are two very different things. Because yeah. I'm with Danny. If there, people are doing it, if, if people are putting those scenes in just to make you uncomfortable because they're a poor writer or they're not yeah. directing well or like that's just to make people uncomfortable to mask the fact that something else is, is not right um, or just for the sake of it. And that's, that's not good storytelling. Um, And 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 I'm totally with you on that. If it's part of the story and it makes sense and it's, you know, and done well, then yeah, 
Because yeah. um, Last House on the Left was another one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was truly horrifying. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, don't do it just to, just for the cringe factor. Do it because it makes sense for the story. Make yep. sure, you know. It's the same reason I'm not a huge fan of gore porn. Yeah, like, I don't just, like I don't like torture porn. It, it yeah it it. it... Yeah, Once... like I, after Hostel one, because like I I no, love the concept that, of Hostel. Saw. What? Yeah. The first song remember. was they came fantastic. Out similarly. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it really was. But it, yeah, there wasn't torture porn in it. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. Like there's one scene. I haven't seen all the movies because I don't care. Um, yeah. But there's one scene. I think it was the third one that just made me. That was just so gross. And it was a guy who was. Um, and I, I, every now and then it pops in my head and I'm like, fuck you. Because <laughs> it's the guy who was um, bolted down on the bottom of the. Uh, on, in the bottom of a vat and yeah. they put the rotting pigs in there and he drowned in like rotting pig organs. And, got, and I was just like, that's like, I could throw up. That's disgusting. <laughs> 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 uh, so the next film I want to talk about uh, was the shortest film of the bunch. But as of right now is the best movie I have ever seen in my life. Uh, whoever wrote this, whoever directed it, whoever put it all together, uh, they just win everything. <laughs> the movie is about five minutes long and it's called Her Release. And it is hands down the funniest thing I've ever seen. I could not stop laughing all day long whenever I explain this to someone. Uh, Brie watched it with me. She doesn't like horror movies. She watched this one and she was... She was crying laughing. Oh, I'm excited. Her release. It is fan-fucking-tastic. I really wish Jim were here uh, because it is that good. Um, and then the last, the last film I saw was one that was kind of on the fence about, um, and it's called Strip. And um, it takes place in this kind of like underground, uber-rich uh, club that these guys are, are, you know, paying a lot of money to watch these, these, these girls come down and, and strip, but it's not the kind of stripping you think happens in a normal strip club. Let me guess, they're stripping off layers of skin. Have you seen it? The same thing. No, that Uh, seems pretty obvious. Yeah. It seems pretty self-evident there. A horror movie uh, where you're paying a lot of money to watch women do something. Yeah. It's uh, a, it's a thing. I mean, it was, there was no cringe in it. There was no, I mean, it was just, it was, it was a film. That's kind of reminding me, like that brings me back to um, reading Dexter for the first time when there's a, there, they, they go, um, him and Rita have their, their honeymoon overseas. I believe they're in France and there's like this performance art and this person is chopping off her own leg and they think that it's just an illusion, but it's not, she's actually chopping off her own leg as an artist. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> so that's kind of what the first thing my mind went to when you, when you said that one. <laughs> So uh, that's just that. Those are just the short films that were released uh, yesterday. I got to watch them this morning. Uh, they've got some uh, pretty amazing looking films. Hang on, I'm going to pull up the list here. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to watch many um to watch many of the previews. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the house right now, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited to sit down and watch some horror. And what's funny is like I'm gonna be home alone for the next two weeks, and I'm just gonna watch a <laughs> shit ton of horror. The last time I was home, okay, so I haven't been home alone, and this will be the longest like Ryan and I have been apart in the last year and a half because we've been like in the house together <laughs> for a year and a half, and um, so we're both a little like. Oh, I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> but um, but you know, it's sweet. And uh it, it's also good. I, I love my alone time and so does he. So anyway, um, but <laughs> so the there last was a time. uh they released a movie called Turn of the Screw uh last night. I haven't seen it. I, I don't know that I want to yet. Um it looked like it was okay. Uh, it kind of takes place in theater. I think it's a period piece, but I'm not I'm not for sure. Um, yeah, Turn of the Screw would be is probably sounds like a remake. Um, it's Turn an of adaption of a is, ghost story. Uh, I just is, can't remember what it was. It's one of Agatha Christie's original uh, works. So, okay. Um, one of the short film, or I'm sorry, this is a feature film that I want to see because it just looks so random. It's called The Stairs. Uh, comes out Sunday, um, and it's these these campers, I guess, getting chased through the woods, um, and for no reason that I can figure out based on the trailer, they come upon a um, staircase. It's a gym. Hiya, Jim. Jim. He's still connecting. There we go. Jim. There he is. That is just a creepy thing. Can't hear you. Can't hear me, eh? It's just low. Uh, uh, and ooh, now we can hear you. There we go. All right. There we are. Gotcha. Loud and clear, buddy. Dulcet tones. That's right. <laughs> this is Jim, we were just discussing the uh, Portland Horror Film Fest. Yeah, I, uh, I checked out the link that you'd sent us. Um, uh, I was just reviewing some of the short films uh, that I saw. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll catch you up. Uh, being someone who's, who's lived in Portland, you would uh, really appreciate Zombie Walk. It, it is kind of this weird love letter to Portland post pandemic. I mean, um, is this a thing where it's like uh, there's a bunch of people in Portland that start doing like a fundraising walk to raise money for like zombie and zombie awareness because Portland is just so goddamn hypersensitive to the needs of. No, no, okay. it's uh, it's basically take your zombie for a walk. Okay. It's it's a beautiful film, uh, and as it was the first film uh, I saw from the the whole thing, uh, it really kind of set the standard for the rest of the uh, the rest of the film fest. Um, but I, I will tell you about one uh, because this I was telling the others, whoever put this together wins, just everything wins the wins the wins of life. Wins at life. It was uh, five minutes long. It's called Her Release, and it is hands down the funniest movie I have ever seen. What was it called? Her Release. Her, Her release. release. So the idea of the female orgasm is so terrifying to some men. You just made Brie laugh. Length movie. They could only condense it down. We could only show the reality of the female orgasm for how long was the short? Uh, five minutes. Five minutes. 
You know what else has, is, 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 has, is, is significant with the number five? Fingers on a hand. That's what she uses to pleasure herself after you did not get her to release. <laughs> I I watched uh, the movie Freaky with Vince Vaughn last night. It was just a that was, was fantastic. It was so fun. It was, it was cute. Great. I, I had a lot of fun. It, like it didn't do anything new. It was super predictable, but it was fun. And the best part of it was uh, okay. So what? brought me to that Jim. So <laughs> what brought me to that movie was in the beginning this girl's getting fucked by her boyfriend and she's just like okay i'm done and he's like well, what about me and i'm like girl fucking power and she's like it's she's like it's the sahara desert now you know like you can't just keep pumping away and expect you know <laughs> so she's like i am chafing you need to stop but i don't care if you're done you have a hand and it was just it was hilarious and um wow. the best part of that movie was watching vince vaughn run <laughs> Yeah. Every time he ran in that movie, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> and the with- scene in the car when he's he's with yeah. her crush. <laughs> Maybe we should do this when I'm not a guy. When my hand isn't bigger than your face. <laughs> Hilarious. Recommend. Anyway, so highly um, recommend release. freaky. It's freaky it's with Vince. Is this a newer Vince Vaughn vehicle? Yeah, yeah last year. It, like, yeah. Okay. Basically, uh, Vince Vaughn plays a killer who somehow gets uh, trades bodies with a high school girl. It's Freaky Friday, but with serial killer. Yeah, it is. It is so worth the rental. Is please tell me that uh, Rob Schneider gets to you know reprise nope. his role as the hot chick in this. Nope. What a wasted opportunity <laughs> to kill Rob Schneider as Rob Schneider, and then he can soul jump into the body of a hot chick. And then you get to kill Rob Schneider a second time. Let's see you do that, Adam Sandler. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, of the of the the short block that I saw, my my recommends are going to go to uh, Zombie Walk. She picked me, Rose City Underground, and her release. Out of the ten I watched, those were the best. And again, her release, so good. What was the average length of the short films or what did About they range from? <laughs> Shut up, Jim. We go from her release to what was the average length. I mean, come on. <laughs> first About of all, inches. first of all, Sam, it really shouldn't fucking matter how long. Shouldn't it? These though? these I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't be you can't just be fucking entertained quickly. We got to draw this shit out like it's a fucking uh, Shakespeare play. Come on. Well, the only time a quickie works like is when you're big enough Sahara to handle the job. How? I was, I was <laughs> going to. Well, I mean, high winds and I guess, you know, <laughs> like, you know, thin oxygen and, and chafing is also something to be brought into consideration. Also, just sex with Vince Vaughn, I guess, would be also something to, to sort of steer away from if you if you can. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the Film Fest is going on through August 11th if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's, it's two, it's, it's two features each night that they release either a feature film uh, tonight. They're doing two feature films. Last night it was a feature film and a block of shorts uh, tomorrow. I believe it's two blocks of shorts. There's a documentary coming out. Um, and some of these films have never been seen in the U S before. So it's, it's really kind of exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, especially the short films. The short films 
uh, especially after today, they all look amazing. Uh, but there is, uh, there's two features that I'm really excited about. Uh, one is called red snow. Yes. Yeah. You saw the trailer for that. I did indeed. Yeah. So it's, it's basically, it's this, this girl who writes, uh, oh, uh hold on James real quick. I, I need to change out my earphones and I, I you know, I, I've seen this. So while you describe this, I'm going to run off and grab earphones. I'm not just ditching out. But I'll come back and yeah, I got more I want to talk about that. But yeah, catch, catch them up real quick. Okay, so yes. Red Snow is uh, the story of this this girl who writes vampire fiction, and it suddenly finds herself in the midst of being hunted by vampires. Like it turns out they're real. Um, it it just looks really clever. It looks really well done. Uh, I'm really excited for that. And then the other one I want to see. I'm not sure if it's a vampire movie. It it tonally it looks like a vampire movie, um, and it's called uh, I'm gonna butcher this name Vardalak Blood, uh, and it basically follows this family who's been cursed, or uh, there's like a, a family member that hunts down the rest of the family, taking their blood. Again, looks like a vampire movie, but I'm not I'm not 100 sure if it is or not. So, but both of them look good. There's also uh, one called uh, Midhelm, I think. Uh, and it's basically this, this uh, group of filmmakers uh, in Sweden who go to make a horror film, but they have no script. And it's, um, so no, the they, actors they are the all script. surprised about the scenes. They have a script, but it's, uh, the film is being filmed sequentially as you would see it in the yeah. theaters. So you're, oh yeah, you're only given the scene that they're about to film when they, when they're about to do it. And so, yeah, and it's done, it's done, it's done uh, normal film style with documentary film style, like mixed in. So yeah. it looks really interesting. And I think that comes out tomorrow. Uh, so I'm really excited for that one. So, I will yeah. say I will say this though, James, and you can feel free to disagree uh, or not. <clears throat> but I feel, based on when I went to the Portland Horror Film Festival website, first of all, I love that their uh, their banner picture kind of does the thing where it follows you no matter where you are in the room. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool touch. But when yeah. you go down and you start clicking through the um, the trailers for the movies that are going to be coming out. Um, I feel that a lot of them suffer from the same problem that a lot of indie films do. And uh, hell, even a lot of mainstream films. And that is what can make or break it is the trailer. And if you have a great movie, but drop the ball on the trailer, no one's going to want to go and see it. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and you're exactly right, Jim. There's, there's a number of films that, simply based on the trailer i have no interest in watching yeah um there there's a few of them like that um and and that's fine i mean it's just uh, some of that stuff just isn't it it, it doesn't be, again based on the trailer it doesn't feel like my my personal taste now if i sat down and watched it it could turn out to be the greatest movie i've ever seen yeah but um do i want to waste my time potentially watching a shitty movie no no, I mean, and uh, like, okay, here's a good example: a, a film called Greywood's Plot. Now, I could be—that's exactly uh, the one I was thinking. I was just gonna say I, I could be 100 percent off on 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 this assumption based on this film, but it's 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 hailed as a horror 
comedy, I do believe. Let me just go ahead and double check that. Yeah, horror comedy monster movie. And it somehow, I guess, is supposed to involve the fucking Chupacabra or whatever. It better, because they kept mentioning the Chupacabra. Yeah, but like every <laughs> third fucking sentence. And they, but like they would mention the Chupacabra, but like visually would cut to a shot of Bigfoot. Bigfoot, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Do you even know? Do you even Chupacabra, bro? Do you yeah. even goat suck? Do you? I don't think you fucking do. But um, yeah, and the description for the film is about as vague as the trailer is. is after yeah, the trailer tape, offers yeah. nothing. After finding a tape of what appears to be a monster, just a monster, could be Sully from Monsters, Inc. for all we fuck, Mike fucking Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Two, two friends <laughs> journey into the woods to uncover this, uncover if the video was a hoax. So, again, not about a specific monster. It's not like, you know, they get a video about specifically the Chupacabra or Slenderman or whatever, just a generic monster, and they go off in the woods. And so I'm like, okay, it's a comedy. Maybe the whole crux of it is in the chemistry amongst the main characters. They are talking pieces of wood that I would hope a person in some piece of sporting equipment would come along and fashion their corpses into a weapon to kill people in a more entertaining film. <laughs> Yeah, there's and and it's not just these films. I mean, every film has the potential for serious disaster uh, based on the trailer. Now, uh, I do want to talk about this because I I found this really interesting. So this is the so last year uh, they streamed the entire event. Uh, Usually they hold it at the Hollywood Theater here in Portland. Um, But last year because of. Pandemic. What made last year? Yeah, I was gonna say what made last year so goddamn special. <laughs> Nothing. They were just trying something new. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just for the hell of it. Trying to build uh, anticipation. So this year they are all the movies <laughs> sir, are that, being... <laughs> sir, that big box of art imitating life arrived. What would you like me to do with it? Let's stream it online. <laughs> just, just put it over there. Don't drop it though. Please don't. It's leaking. <laughs> so this year they are they are they are back at the Hollywood Theater, but they are also streaming everything. So even if you're not in Portland, you can you can check it out. So you can uh, go to uh, Portland Horror Film Fest. That is not the right thing. Portland Horror Portland Film Horror Festival. Thank you, Samantha. You're welcome. I'm, I'm on it now. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I, I didn't get it. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, a lot of the previews, but I like based on short descriptions and the names and the image, there are definitely some that I'm like, ooh. Now, here's a cool thing. You can buy tickets for individual movies or you can get uh, a pass for the entire thing so you can see everything. So they I mean, there's, it's 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 pretty inclusive. So I definitely recommend it. And I want to thank uh, Gwen for hooking me up with the passes so I can uh, talk about it. And uh, if you hear anything that you don't like in this podcast, cause I am going to send it to you. Uh, it was Jim's fault. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> it's, um, I, I'm the bad penny that always turns up, but I'll up, say up. this. Oh, go hold ahead. Up. Go ahead. Hold up. Hold up. Been trying to get this point out for a minute now. Wait, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Danny, the, the floor is yours. Thank you. Um, I would also recommend that with any kind of film festival like this, I know trailers are a big deal because they give us, you know, the insight as to what we're getting into. For this specific 
scenario since it's a film festival. I would say go for the overall pass and watch everything. Regardless of if it sounds good or bad, watch everything because it's kind of like um, it's like when you go to a, a I don't know, like a fucking uh, a chef, you know, convention. You go there <laughs> to see some of the shit that people make, and on the surface, you're looking at it, you're like, I don't know if I want to eat that. It doesn't look like my jam. But if you actually try it. You never know. You might find something that's fucking amazing that you never, ever would have thought of trying. Like Dapper Dan's interesting jams. Pretty much. At yeah. the next Cook's convention. Pretty much, yeah. Right next but to the meat Chef's and convention, Jim. Chef's convention. Excuse me, Chef's convention. Anytime I get stuff like this, I mean, when it's a festival or something along these lines, I usually try to be open to trying everything that it has. Because if I'm just going to stick with the shit I like, what was the point, you know? At least it is seeing something new. But again, I would say open up to the experience of seeing the Portland Horror Fest in all of its glory. I mean, they had to be screened. They had to be selected. These are the ones that were selected. So, And I, I want to be perfectly honest here. I watched all the trailers for the feature films. I only watched two or three trailers for the short films. And the reason I didn't is because, and Danny, you and I had a discussion about about short films uh, the other day. Uh, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of nice to get like a whole collection of movies from different, you know, different people and seeing different ideas and stuff. And this was again this morning when I got to the to watch the first short film block, I was blown away by most of what i saw like i said there was there was only two films that i just really didn't care for that i just like i had it, it, there was nothing that grabbed me at all throughout the whole thing and that's not to say that they weren't good films it's just my personal taste i just didn't like them yeah. um and, and oh. like i said out of out of like 10 films i saw four of them i will be recommending for years to come because they were all amazing for different reasons two yeah. of them I wouldn't even call horror movies at all, especially her release. Not a horror movie at all, but God just damn, was porn, it good. Just porn, just <laughs> porn, just fucking cock swinging in the aisle. Don't even give a shit. Fucking releasing the left and right. I, I really, I really want to pull up the film. <laughs> Sorry, and watch I was it moved with you guys by your movie just so I can watch your reaction. I really want to share this film with you just so I can, I can see your guys' reaction. Um, uh, can I, okay. and you know what? After the show, maybe we'll do that. But first, Danny's got quite a, a tale to tell. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to step aside and, and let Danny have the floor. We're going to let Danny have the floor. We'll never get out of here. Okay. Well, all right, so, well, no, he's kind of embarrassed, so this might be quick. Uh, I'm not gonna That's lie. That's what he said. Okay, here's the Ouch. thing. It's not Ow. that it's embarrassing. It's a matter of I've already repeated this story about 50 times, so you're gonna get the condensed version by sheer the short, default. short version. Don't want no short version. Some don't, shit happened. Don't, don't, it was don't. suboptimal. Fucking deal with it. Next topic. Danny looked. <laughs> Danny's looking at me weird. I didn't want to say short dick, man. So I don't want a short version. <laughs> I, I don't know why I turned you into dice clay for that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm entirely sure what's going on here. That's okay. <laughs> so 
You are taking a lot of drugs. Uh, yeah, not that much. <laughs> Could be more. Could be more. Maybe um, that. Maybe that's our problem, Daniel. Uh, don't call me Daniel. Sorry. Uh, so here's the thing. So this last Friday night, um, got off work. Everything was cool, you know. Came home, was uh, watching videos on uh, roller skating. Because the wife and I have recently, well, I finally got myself a pair of roller skates. And, you know, we've she been. She got a brand new key. And, uh, you know, we've gone out to the roller rinks and stuff like that. I bought my wife a pair like a year ago or something like that. Um, and I've tried to get her out more often. <laughs> because, A, it's good exercise and it's a lot of fun. You know, I have a great time doing it. And so we finally bought me a pair of roller skates like two weeks ago. I guess two and a half weeks now. And, uh, you know, we'd go out like we'd been out at least once a week. Um, and we have these places we go and we roll around, you know, just getting comfortable with it and doing a little bit of exercise. Anyway, so Friday night we were watching videos and I was learning new techniques on how to stop and slow down and things like that. Because the lifting the foot and putting the toe stop down into the dirt was never really confident for me. So hold on, you're watching videos on how to perform better? I'm sure they are. Um, but it was one of those things where I had learned this new method of slowing down where you basically try to do like the pizza stance in skiing. You know, you can slow yourself down doing the exact same thing on roller skates. And so I was like, cool. So I set up my, you know, wheels and got everything kind of squared up in a new setup trying to you know, feeling it out. I went out into my parking lot and I was just kind of rolling around out there. I had my helmet on and uh, I didn't have any of my other pads on because I didn't really plan on doing all that much. And I was out in the parking lot and I was just kind of flirting around doing my thing, getting comfortable with this stopping method, you know, doing a couple of my exercises and I kept running into gravel. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to go take it out onto the street and go down the block, come back up the block at 11 o'clock at night. Um, because that's how late I stay up on Friday nights. And so I came, I went down the street. I came back up. I did about two laps, just going down two blocks and coming back up. Well, I came back in the house. I was checking on Josie. And the only reason she wasn't out there with me is because she had a stomachache. And so she was just kind of laying down, relaxing and shit. And it was like, great, cool. And I left my phone and my iPod in the house because I didn't want to worry about breaking shit if I ever fell. And uh, so I went back outside and I went back out onto the street and I was just going to do one more good lap and probably call it a night because I realized it was like 11 o'clock at night. One more. That's and, yep. That's where it always gets. Yeah. I got down to the second block and I saw some headlights coming up the side street and I was like, okay, I need to slow down and stop. So I kind of pulled over towards the side of the road a little bit, started going into my stance, started slowing down. And that's when it got a little squirrely. Uh -oh. So I had I had slowed down so much so that I no longer had forward momentum. So my left foot snagged onto a rock and that immediately stopped my left foot, which threw me off. And so I started to fall. And when I fell, I, I'd been learning how to fall correctly so you don't hurt yourself. And so I did. I kind of dove into my side and let my ass and my hip take the majority of the hit. And I came down. And the problem was, is my right foot 
came down and when it came down the back wheels grabbed the pavement in the opposite direction and snapped my foot towards the ground Aww. and I snapped my tibula and my fibula in a single sweeping motion shut I the front door on it that it broke initially down at the bottom of my larger bone but the torque of it was so strong that it literally snapped the other bone towards my knee so if you look at a picture of a shin down by my ankle is where my big bone broke just below my kneecap is where my small one broke now here's the kick pun that intended a lot the guys whose headlights I saw, he was actually pulling into a, his parking spot right in front of his place. He saw me fall. And so he came running over and he kept asking, are you okay? Are you okay? And I knew immediately I had broken my leg because I tried to move and my foot would not cooperate. And the searing pain that I was getting from the bone uh, was more than I could bear to keep quiet. Please tell um, me he was a podiatrist EMT. So, no, Proctologist, he, was, oddly enough. he was a really, really nice guy. And again, Brownie points to my neighbors. Uh, I, I don't think they ever listen to this shit, but if they're accidentally one of our listeners, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Jake. You're a fucking badass. Hey, Matt and Jake. So he came running over. After the blood curling screams <laughs> from the night of roller skating. Yeah, they're going to be listening every fucking week now. <laughs> Finish my story. It ain't I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Go ahead, please. <laughs> so he came over to see if I was okay. He asked me if there is some, if I needed, you know, to get an ambulance. And me and my, you know, not wanting to spend $4,000 on an ambulance ride that goes literally six blocks. I was like, <laughs> no, but I would really kindly ask if I could get a ride to the hospital. And he was like, hell yes, absolutely. Well, my screams throughout all this woke up a couple of my other neighbors. Again, 1130 at night, and my voice carries. And uh, so a couple of my other neighbors come out, and they're checking on me to see if I was okay. And one of them asked me if, you know, because I was in the street enough to where if nobody else was out there, I might have been in trouble. Um, fortunately, I, I now had a recently parked Jeep in the middle of the road and three of my neighbors out there uh, helping me out. She asked me if I could pull myself closer to the sidewalk and <laughs> my sister will attest to this. I actually thought about her in this moment because she went hiking once and broke her ankle and had to crawl a mile and a half down a hill face just to get help. So I was like, she made it a mile and a half. I can make five feet. We're good. So I backed myself up and I laid down on the ground and uh, one of my neighbors was like, Hey, let's get the boot off of your other foot. So we can get you stood up and get you into the back of the Jeep. I was like, okay, cool. And so we got that boot off. Jake and Matt both helped me up and I was just hobbling over. Now you got to understand with both of my bones broken in my calf, my foot was just kind of pendulating as I moved, um, which really hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, so they managed to get me over towards the back of his Jeep, which he had pulled up real close. Um, I propped myself up on there. I started dragging myself into the back of the Jeep, got laid down. Uh, I think it was Matt who jumped up next to my leg and uh, steadied my foot and my leg together so they wouldn't move. Uh, Jake then jumped in the front. Josie, who I asked him to go grab, 
because I didn't have my cell phone on my iPod. I was just going to ask. <laughs> ran up the block, two blocks. And this was while I was laying down uh, after I had moved to the sidewalk. Uh, Josie had come out and she was still in her pajamas. You know, she had her cell phone on her and that was pretty much it. And uh, so, yeah, she jumped in the passenger seat and we drove up to Providence, Milwaukee. And um, doctor came out from the ER entrance and I had to then once again, get myself off the back of this Jeep and into a wheelchair. And they had to prop my leg up with a pillow because my roller skate was too long and we didn't really want to drag it on the ground because that I was mean, painful. It does have I wheels. I tried I'm it. Just... And it, it, it was something I had actually brought up to the doctor. I was like, it's got wheels. You know, if you just go backwards, maybe we'll be okay. Yeah. That was not going to work. Mm. I'm uh, just imagining you hit like a pebble and then it just, uh, that's pretty much all it did. And again, I was fine all the way into my fall. It wasn't until I hit the ground that my foot basically hit and then went and the snap reaction was what broke me. And so they got me in there and mm. understand I was in a lot of pain for all this. Dude, you broke your two uh, main fucking like you need those bones. bones. Yeah. Need them, you needs them for shit. You broke both. No. I actually got a compliment from the nurse who was giving me my uh intro in the uh, ER, you know, the person who checks your vitals and sees what's going on, gives you that preliminary look over. Um, yeah, my heart rate was fine. My heart rate was normal. Yeah, like a serial but, killer. Yeah, when, my leg, <laughs> when my leg wasn't being moved, I was fine. I was talking in a normal tone. I was lucid. I wasn't freaking out. I wasn't crying. I was actually pretty good, really. It was when it shifted in the wrong direction that the pain went searing through and then I would scream out, but then I would find a new position and it would be okay. And so while we're in the ER, we got checked out and Josie realized that she didn't have James's number or Travis's number, the two closest people that we have near us. Um, so she called my mom because, well, she's my mom and she would need to know. And so my mom tried to do a Hail Mary pass for us and message Travis over Facebook to say, Hey, this is Danny's mom, you know, yeah, <laughs> in the hospital. So she tried that. Travis had just gotten off work and just gotten home when Josie finally left me. So both of us were up in the ER. We finally get wheeled in. We finally got pulled in to the back. Um, I was in the ER room. I was talking with my new doctor and she helped me take my other roller skate off. Mind you, at this point, I still haven't had any pain meds. I've had no drugs, no narcotics, no nothing to ease this. So I stood on one leg. She undid all my laces on the one, slipped her hands in around the backside of my foot. And uh, all that blood flow going. Uh. Um, painful. There's a, a yeah. horrible sound to go along with that, too. That was pretty much how it felt. Um, and really, then Jim, what's that sound? I had, <laughs> I had yeah. to go get x-rays done. And again, don't know medicine to speak of. So went to the x-ray room and he had to get four different shots in four different positions. So had to move me and put this big plastic plate under my leg in four different positions and then move his thing around. 
They couldn't give you like a bunny to pet or some shit to kind of calm down or nothing. No, no, no. It really was. Here's the thing. So everyone who was working with me and worked on me, they did a phenomenal job. And I really appreciated every one of them as we were going through the process. I was like, I know this sucks. And I apologize if I scream out. I know it's not helpful to you guys. It really fucking hurts. But I know you guys are doing your best for me. Thank you very much. I was trying to be as gracious as possible out of sheer principle. Racist? Um, Gracious. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So going into it, you know, I, I finally got to a point where I was like, guys, I need something. I need anything. I don't care what it is, you know. And so they got me an IV. They got me set up with this stuff. And it wasn't very strong at all. It barely took any of the edge off at all. And they're like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to give you propanol. And propanol is the shit that killed Michael Jackson. I don't know if you know that or not. So they're going from like rub an aspirin on it to. (laughs) The reason why I noticed what it was, was because they called in three other doctors. Did they moonwalk in? Please tell me they moonwalked in. That would just be. (laughs) You ranked it. Kept breathing. They had one monitoring my heart, making sure it was still working. Jesus. And then two others. One was the actual anesthesia doctor, and the other one was a triage doctor in case shit hit the fan. And I was like, "How long is this shit going to put me out?" And they're like, "About thirty." <laughs> is there about how long? Thirty minutes. And I was like, "Okay, why?" And they're like, "Well, we have to get your sock off. We have to put you in a splint, and we have to get your shorts off." And it's like, "Okay, yeah, give me that shot before you try doing any of that, please." And so they did. Out back splint on no sock no shorts either and i was like you guys are wizards Uh, a strange feeling of violation you know it was weird because i woke up and i was like i knew you were gonna do it i just didn't know how (laughs) you're gonna call me right what happened to that broom handle so it was one of those things where throughout the night they weren't gonna operate on me until the following morning and uh, so I, shit, man. I had to just spend the night there and I was in the ER and they had um, one of these uh, blood pressure couplers on my arm that went off every 15 minutes. So not only was I not getting any because I was still in a decent amount of pain and the pain meds they gave me, like I said, only barely took the edge off. Um, but my arm kept getting squished every 15 minutes to check my blood pressure. So the first night got no sleep. I think I got a grand total of two and a half hours of sleep the first night. Um, went into surgery the following day. Uh, that was the longest I'd slept, and that only lasted, I think, three or four hours. Um, hold on one second. One. <laughs> I'm now disappointed. We have now waited a total of 10 seconds. This is unacceptable. We cut now to Danny's <laughs> pillow for free. It was, <laughs> it's just one of those things where it was like, after I had done all that, surgery, I got some decent sleep through the surgery. I woke up and they had done this thing called a, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a synaptic block. So basically they shut off the nerves that run from my knee to my toes. So I could not feel my leg at all. Oh, shit. My toes. 
that was the synaptic block that that was the neural block they put on me um like i could feel my muscles and i i felt like i could move certain ones but i couldn't move my toes i you know i could move my leg and i was still fairly competent with moving my leg around um but none of the pain had actually managed to become prevalent to me yet and uh so Saturday they had me in ICU, not because I necessarily needed it, but because they were out of room. The hospital was completely stacked out. Um, so Travis had come Friday night before, you know, visiting hours had ended. So he had finally gotten the message once Josie left me after I got my uh, x-rays done because, you know, I told her, I was like, go home, get changed or just go to bed. I'll be fine. You know, I'm in good hands. And she came back with Travis. Um, and yeah, so it was one of those things where it also kind of sucked too, because I was only allowed two visitors and one was Josie and one was Travis and I couldn't swap them out. Those are my only two visitors I was going to be able to get, which is one of the reasons why James and Bree couldn't come visit me. That's so, the only reason we couldn't come visit you. The shitty part about it for me was, although it was incredibly painful. I did realize I do have a fairly high tolerance for pain, which is good. Um, the part that bummed me out was we were supposed to hang out with James and Bree and Travis on Saturday. And yeah, I kind of fucked that up. Is your, uh, you got a cast? Well, oh no, here, I'll show you. So what I have going on right now. Wow. Look at that. So I now have a giant steel rod that runs the length of my leg from my knee down to my ankle. I have an incision up here and I have an incision down here somewhere. They reconnected the bone, reconnected the bone, stapled me shut. And I now have splints on my ankles, my knee and my foot. And around the top of my leg. Fuck. That's great, Danny. Now show us your leg. <laughs> Other leg? Yeah. See what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> what it currently looks like. Um, How long is the recovery time going to be? So the doctor said I got two weeks where I have to stay on my ass with my leg elevated to bring down the swelling. It can be six weeks before I start walking at all. Uh, without assistance it can be six months before i start walking competently without any assistance and it'll be the better part of a year before i'm back to normal yeah are you doing any uh physical therapy and stuff like that okay yeah i, I got, mean i figured but i get or they only gave me two moves that i have to do while i'm laid up like this and yeah. it's just bring my leg up and stretch it out and every hour i i just stretch it out for 10 seconds. I pull it up for 10 seconds, stretch it out. And I do 10 reps of that and I'm done. Um, which is kind of exhausting. And yeah, it's. How are you feeling about the whole thing? Like psychologically, I can tell it's chewing on you. It's weird. Cause psychologically I'm, I'm fine with all of it. Like, I know what I did. I 
I understand the level of pain I'm experiencing now. I think, I think the thing that bothers me is that it forced other people to worry about me. I appreciate it. And I'm grateful for it. But it's... You feel like you are becoming the something that somebody else has to take care of when in fact uh, it's just the people that you know are your support system coming around you in this moment because that's what we're here to do essentially again it's not the support crew so much because I got some of the best friends that I could ask for humbrack but it's moments like this when you really you really see that, Danny. And I think for you, you've never really been in a position where people have to worry about you. And so maybe it's weighing on you because the, for some reason, you, you kind of feel guilty that you made people worry. Even though you have nothing to feel guilty about, it's just... I, you're like me because I'm similar in, in that way. Like, I don't like people having to worry about me, you know, yeah. and I, I don't yeah. ever want to be the cause of, of worry. But you know what? Sometimes shit happens, you know? Oh, right. and again, and, it was, I think that was, I love the fact that people have come around to help me out. I love the fact that people, you know, are looking out for me and things like that. I can't voice that enough. I'm just, I'm mad at myself because again, let's put it this way. I scared Josie out of her upset stomach. No, although that on the surface sounds like a good thing. <laughs> she feels better though. <laughs> That's that still weighs. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that I have to ask her to do everything around the house for these two weeks weighs on me. I don't like being this useless. And I, I can tell you that even just using the restroom and things like that, it taxes me so much that by the time I sit back down, my leg is pulsing. I'm breaking out into a sweat. I mean, just that short motion is more than I can do. Um, so I know it's not a matter of, well, you could get off your ass, you lazy piece of shit. It's more, no, I can't. And I don't like that. Well, instead uh, of you know focusing on the negative side, why don't you focus on how you're going to make it up to everyone? Yeah, you lazy. Yeah, you lazy piece of shit. Yeah, there's that too. I don't know. I, I, I get it. I, I don't know that I've ever Damn. been in a situation like this. The last major surgery I ever had was my appendix, and that was in high school. And I want to say that really only put me down and out for like maybe three or four days. Maybe for an appendix. Yeah. I had well, what he's not telling you, Jim, is he took it out himself. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. stitched it himself. 
Yeah. Didn't realize that uh, you worked on a dairy farm because you sure as fuck were milking that, huh? Well, the thing about it was, though, is that I had the laparoscopic surgery. So I was only in the hospital for like two, maybe two and a half days from, you know, going in because I felt the pain to the actual surgery to my day after. And then when I was home, it was only like two or three days where I was laid up. After that, I was, you know, I was fine. I was up, I was moving around. Things still hurt and it was hard to move, but I was still functional. Um, this has removed all functionality from me. I, I can do very little to nothing where I sit and it's, it sucks. Well, it's like I told you the other day, buddy. It, it's it's going to pass. You need to let your body heal and it's it's going to pass before you know it. Yeah, it sucks right now. You're, it's something you're not used to, you, and you definitely don't like it. But you, I also think that sleep deprivation is a part of it too, because I oh haven't yeah, chance. Um, because no matter how hard I try, no matter what I do, no matter what kind of cocktail mix I take, I don't seem to get more than two to three hours of sleep at a time, and then I'm up for two to three hours and then I'll be asleep for another two to three hours. Oh, and I get to do this. So right. it's just time to get party going. Yeah. Now no, it's not what you think, Jim. <laughs> Due to the severity of my break and the size of the surgery, they were concerned about me getting a blood clot that could go to my heart and kill me. So these are blood thinners of which I have to do once every day for the next two weeks. Into your urethra. Ow. Ow. Danny, why are you showing us that? I don't want to see your urethra. Jesus. Personal, so but cavernous. I to, I'm actually kind of surprised. So cavernous. It's like something from the, the extended Lord of the Rings universe. Like, I feel like some, you could, if you yelled into it. Your, your nightmares would yell back. Sorry, I had I'm on a time schedule with it, and I have to maintain the time schedule. I mean, it and takes that- a lot of skill to get it right down in there. Yeah, sorry. It was the most convenient spot today. <laughs> the dick was out. For itself, uh, that shot burns really badly. Um, and there's really nothing for it. So, again, a little bit of mixture of perpetual pain, lack of sleep, and medication that hurts me sometimes. It's been kind of a rough week. <laughs> I can, uh, I can, just a bit. I can empathize uh, pretty, pretty substantially with your, with your plate here, Danny. Al. I'm gonna play a couple games here with you, and I'm sure you already know the rules and you know the game because uh, it's the same game that you would play with me I- or James or Samantha or anybody else that would be in a similar mindset. Now, if Travis or you know your 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 lovely lady or anyone within your circle had a similar spill and was laid up for a while, what would your willingness to be there for them be like on a scale of like one to 10? Immeasurable. Immeasurable. Okay. So I know that what folks are doing for me is the exact same thing I would do for them. Yeah. But I can't help. Because you know, that doesn't take away the, yeah. It's it's not a matter of you know not appreciating it or not knowing it. Or oh yeah, I, I know you appreciate. It. You it, just don't want to have to push that button and have to call for help. It's not even that so much as I just I already feel guilty about the things that I put onto others already. 
I mean, I'm only a like week his existence. What's that? Like your existence? Well, no, it's just again, it's like the the stress levels I caused the night of the break. You know, aside from the fact that it's weird because it was almost more painful for me knowing that I was waking my mom up and James was going to wake up to this kind of news and Travis was coming home from work to this news and. Well, okay. Realistically, realistically, you know, again, you broke like, I I honestly spectacular in the fact that you managed to break them in like the, the two hardest bones to break. You broke in two random areas uh, to make the whole situation that much more painful and difficult to deal with. What's the ideal way one should respond? Uh, I dare say, uh, kind neighbor, I, I, I apologize for, for, for calling upon you at such a late hour, but I do request <laughs> humbly of you as I lay here, poking out bone of, of flesh and, and, and regret. Uh, I did that not you, flesh. Well, I mean, so what are you bitching about? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> What's your yeah, fucking stop your deal? Fucking whining. Again, if, it make, it, if it makes you feel any better. Asked about the psychological part of it. That's where I'm at. I just like everything else, like the breaking, the physical therapy, the, you know, the troubles I'm having, you know, just doing my thing and I'm drinking lots of water. And I mean, fuck, dude, look at my side table. That That's all me. That's everything I need just to make it through two weeks. Why was the underwear on top of it all? Couldn't throw it on the floor. Insulation. It's. Um, I don't know what you were seeing there, Haas. Projecting. He was. He was hoping to see. God, and okay. it was skid mark side out too. I mean, well, that's that, how you, dude. Yeah, you it dries, then you flake that off, and then you can reuse it. I mean, and it's clean. Well, not if it makes you feel any better, Danny. Um, when 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 word of your break and and your your situation got out. Um, I know I I was uh, I was uh, moved by it because I mean you're my friend I care about you a lot obviously and I don't like to see you laid up. I called upon a couple of my friends that you know are a little higher up on the the importance chain celebrity chain. Um, uh, what's his name? James Franco. Uh, very kindly has decided to do a documentary about it uh, about the five foot crawl that you had to do. It's going to be called 152 centimeters. <laughs> And uh, I actually went on Google while you were telling that story to figure out how many fucking centimeters were in five feet. Cause I'm like <laughs> 60 inches. No, nah, it doesn't quite. That's not going to quite cut. I need, I need centimeters. That's going to be a good for the use metric system, but whatever. So I, I got the call uh, from Travis the next day. And by that point we knew he was going to be okay. Everything <laughs> roller was- skates for sale. Is that the call that you got? No. No, because Travis sat with him the night before, and, and apparently they had a pretty pretty serious conversation where Travis went, okay, Danny, look, <laughs> you've cut your hair. You work a desk job now. Wow. You're 35. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Kicking a guy with one leg when he's literally down. That's Travis. That's a friend. That's so, so Travis calls me up the next day and goes, look, uh, he needs a roller derby name. And so we are now calling him. Danny will forever be known as Moxie Kankle. Ooh. Yep. 
Samantha's reaction was worth the whole. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. And again, Travis, I guess, had sent the message to James that I uh, uh, I was fighting a bear shark to protect an orphanage and broke my leg while roller skating. And that and would forever be the story. And I, I just went, no, <laughs> no, no, we're going to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the benefit, the benefit, I think we're going to start calling inline skeet. <laughs> I actually was on roller skates. I wasn't on inline skates. Inline oh, skates. That's the problem skates. right there. I mean, yeah, that would have saved you. If you were following saved- our messenger earlier today, Bryce found out that he was on roll on regular roller skates. Is like, yeah, not helping your cause, but. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce was far more brutal than any of us. Could. <laughs> well, I'll say, uh, I'll say this, Danny, the best, ben- the best advice I could probably offer would be that you can at least acknowledge that a lot of the things that are contributing to your current mental state are the sleep depth and the, the pain and all these other outside things. And plus, you know, all joking aside, it's hard to kick yourself with one leg that's in that much pain. And you're going to you're going to want to do that, at least for the, the foreseeable future, until you can get a little distance with this as well. You're still dealing with it. And what sucks is with a lot of other problems, at least maybe you can just, you know, go someplace else and, and not deal with it for a minute. But with something like this, you're, you're essentially locked in a vacancy with it and you're, you're still locked in a room and you got to stare at it and you know, you can't really focus on a whole lot of things else, at least from the, at the beginning part, as, as things kind of find it's, it's balance and your sleep gets better and the pain gets to be a little bit more tolerable or whatever. I'm, I'm yeah. confident that you're going to get to a better place. And if you start to feel, you know, like things are, are turning around, like you're, you're, you're starting to feel better. You just that, look at that picture there of Samantha. Yeah. I was going to say, call Travis. He'll come over and kick your, uh, kick your dick in. Again, Travis, he's been kind of helping me out, and James has been helping me out, too. Uh, I, I, <laughs> James messaged me. He goes, hey, dude, do you need anything? I was like, I need pudding. And he's like, okay. So he brought pudding, pudding. over. Aww. Because honestly, for me, that's, that's one of my comfort things. Um, when I had my appendix you know, pulled out when I was much younger. Uh, my old man bought a shit ton of pudding for me. Helped me feel better. So. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Travis, uh, he's, he brought me over some, um, some Tylenol so I could actually add to the pain medication without, you know, doing something the doctors wouldn't recommend. So, he brought me over some Tylenol, and he recommended this other stuff to kind of help me out, too. And, yeah, he'll be over tomorrow to just kind of hang out with me. And his reason for wanting to come and hang out with me tomorrow, um, see, we play Tiger Woods uh, Pro Golf on Xbox, mm-hmm. and he doesn't win, like, <laughs> ever. And he's like, you're on opioids. This is my only chance. I'm not going to waste it. <laughs> Smart so, man hoping to beat me at Tiger Woods pro, pro golf tomorrow. And, I, and, I, I and Danny, I want to, I want to give you kudos because you were joking about it. Right. Right away. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you knew that, you know, it was a dumb thing that happened and, and 
could have happened to anyone who was yep. you know, roller skating at 11.30 on a Friday night on a full moon. Could have happened to anyone. <laughs> when you said that the ER was full up, I'm just like, was there a bout in town? Was there a bunch of other... Well, in the opening ceremony of the Olympics, can eat my ass because when I watched the London one, I got violently sick for absolutely no reason. And then this one took place and I broke my fucking leg. So next time there's a summer Olympics opening, yeah, I'm just gonna hide in a box until it goes over. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Maybe put the box in the basement so you couldn't go fall down. See what Danny stairs. hasn't told you guys is he was actually on his way to fight in an unsanctioned MMA bout, but his car wasn't running oh, well, and there were no uh, buses. So he just took the only form of transportation he had. And talk about roller fight club. <laughs> See, I always thought your uh, Reno 911 cosplay game was pretty on point. And, you know, your yeah. uh, your impersonation of um, oh, fuck, roller girl. Name? What's that? Roller girl. No, the uh, on Reno nine one one. There's a comedian that plays a male prostitute who's always on roller skates. Okay, so that just grinding <laughs> fucking halt. All right, that one there, buddy. And with that gonna, joke, I'm just gonna. I, hand, love, I loved that show, but I can't remember who it is. Just gonna hand you like joke parts. You put it together yourself, Dan. You're gonna have some time on your hands. Just uh, with with, uh, with that joke falling apart, uh, I would like to call upon Big Jim. To give us a Patreon plea. Okay. All right. Mute your shit, Philistines. All right. Daddy's in the recording booth. <clears throat> All right. Hi there, general listening public. Now, what you're hearing right now, these velvety tones, these are free. We're like drug dealers. You know, first taste is always free. Just listen, take it in. Let this let 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 yourself be moved internally, mentally, emotionally. Because eventually this voice is gonna go away for free. You're gonna have to come back and you're gonna have to start giving us uh, some money. Now, how much money? That's that's gonna be completely up to you at first. You will give us uh, maybe a dollar, you know, join the join the Patreon at the lowest level, you know, like a bitch or whatever. Uh, again, straight up uh, love and support to all our current Patreon members. We love every each and every one of you for everything that you do and all the money that you give us currently. But there's other devils. There's other, other tiers. And to climb to those tiers, you need to make sure that you have every weapon, every tool in your toolbox to be able to ascend those different tiers to, to, to get to the, the highest level of fandom appreciation for not another podcast. If you don't if you become stagnant in your support for us, you'll be left essentially without a leg to stand on. It'll be rough. It'll be rough going. Needless to say, I know some of you might be feeling this is a bit too soon in my assessment, but, uh, you know, hey, uh, you ever hear the story about the one-legged man in the ass-kicking contest, all right? I mean, sometimes you're the, you're, sometimes you're the old man. Sometimes you Too know, soon, some, Jim. Too soon. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Long story short is uh, Danny's going to need a lot of, of money, um, essentially, for his rehabilitation. Um, we, we've got 
a lot of uh, ideas and plans, uh, attachments that we like to put on Danny. Um, uh, James had said, mentioned an MP3 player. All these things are, are really expensive. And so with that, we're going to need your money. So, you know, your kid's college fund, eh, way things are going, more than likely probably won't need it because we'll all be living in like a different country or fighting aliens by then. Who gives a shit? What's important now? You're talking in the distant, distant future. Your kid might be an idiot. We don't even know. It's just a kid right now. I mean, we won't know until it grows and maybe gets smarter or whatever. We're hoping, fingers crossed. But who needs that money now? Danny needs that money now. And what does Danny need that money now for? He needs that money for drugs. Okay? So if you can't give money, give drugs to Danny. Okay? Not another podcast. We're here for you. We'll prop you up. We're your third leg in the race. Uh, well well said, Jim. Outstanding. Yeah. I, Wonderful. Sorry. Feel somewhat attacked, but it's okay. I accept you, Jim. Uh, and with that, we bid you all a fond farewell, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bullying for good. Bullying for good. <laughs> Love you, Jim. Love you, Danny. Love you, Sam. Love you, James. Love you, Danny. I love Bree more, though. Who doesn't? Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.